With the 35th pick in the 2012 NBA Draft, the Golden State Warriors select Draymond Green from Michigan State University. Ray Ratto, Tom Tolbert with you. It's time to talk to the Warriors' second-round draft pick live from Las Vegas, Draymond Green. Draymond, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? We are doing well. You are not. Uh, you haven't lost all your per diem at the craps tables yet, have you? No, I haven't touched those tables. I'm trying to hold on to my per diem. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now. That's not very NBA-like. You're not going to actually use your per diem for food, are you? I'll use it for food and say the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You are way ahead of the curve already. Way ahead of the curve. I tell you what, Draymond, it was funny because getting on a bus with a bunch of guys that make millions of dollars, and back when I was playing, I guess probably the top salary was $3 million, but everybody is still making a, a good chunk of money. You never seen guys so happy to get straight cash in an envelope before. I'm like, well, you, you make $3 million. He goes, yeah, but I don't have to. Sh- I have to share that. This one I get to keep all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, definitely the feeling. Oh know. man! Three million dollars, but I get my cash. I try to hold on to it all. How's summer league going for you so far? I know you guys haven't. I don't think you guys have played yet. But how's practice going? Uh, practice been going real good. It's been real competitive. Guys have been competing on the highest level, and you know it's just guys trying to make each other better. So. You know, we can win some games, you know, definitely coming out here to win some games and not just coming out here to be in Vegas and play. You know, we're coming out here trying to win and start something new, so it's been real competitive. It's been going really good. Um, one thing that I've always wondered, especially for, you know, when you when you watch the draft, after about pick six or seven, nobody's really quite sure where anybody's going. And for someone like you, you know, you really don't know when your name's going to come up. Did you, A, have any inkling before your name was called that the Warriors were going to take you? And if not, how do you go through the draft knowing so little about your future that you are you don't know if you're going to play in, in Washington or Oakland or Portland? or I mean, how do you deal with the, the two hours when you don't know what your future is? I mean, that had to be weird. Uh, you know, I think, you know, having my family around, just having a bunch of people around kind of help me out, you know, just try to stay busy and keep on talking to them and, you know, just try to keep my mind off of You know, one thing I said about the whole entire draft process is, you know, one thing we try to avoid in life is uncertainty. So you always want to know what you got coming up. You always want to know what's going on. And that's the entire NBA draft process, just uncertainty. So you live in... You know, a month and a half, two months of your life just uncertain about what happens next. Then you get down to those last few hours, and it's just like, come on, you know, you're ready to hear your name called, ready to hear it. You just got to keep patiently waiting. How did Coach Tom Izzo prepare you for the NBA? You know, I think Coach Izzo, you know, it's from, you know, mental, mentally to practicing, you know, to the way we practice, to the intensity of everything. You know, I think Coach Izzo did, did as good a job as he can possibly do, and just as anybody could possibly do, as preparing me to the NBA now. You know, everything else is all left up to me, but, you know, as far as preparing me for the NBA, I don't think I could have been prepared any better than I have been. Did you ever practice in football pads while you were at Michigan State? 
Oh no! You you have one of those rough night rough rough nights rebound and coaches will pull out some football pads and they'll put you in the war rebounding drill and you know it goes it turns from completely about rebounding the ball to guys just trying to hit each other. And, you know I think that's just to build mental toughness and you know just to send a message really because. You know, after a while, guys don't be going for the ball. Guys should be out there trying to hit each other. <laughs> and I'm guessing you won most of those battles. I definitely like, you know, um, football is something that I love to do. So, you know, being that I'm not a college football athlete, you know, we get those pads on. That's my chance to get to hit somebody. So, you know, it gets real fun out there. But then, you know, you're going up against Big Derrick Nix. That's a hard guy to yep. hit. So, you know, you definitely got to be prepared to take some, bru- some bruises and beatings as well. How long does it take in a practice like that before you realize, you know what, this is this is starting to get, get a little old for me. I, I've done eight minutes of running into people. I, I'm I'm ready to run a line. <laughs> I mean, you know, you you never really get that feeling because there's always a different twist to it. You know, it's always something new that coaches or his staff is going to add. So they never really give you an opportunity to get that feeling of where, you know, it's time for you to, Get get on to a new drill or move on to something else. You never really get that feeling. What would you say, Draymond? We're talking to Draymond Green here on KMBR. What were the biggest strides you made as either a person or an athlete while you were at Michigan State? Excuse me, I, I couldn't hear you. I was saying, what what would you say the biggest strides were that you made while you were at Michigan State, whether it be as a person or athletically? Well, you know, I think I took tremendous strides as a person, just, you know, ways to carry myself, how to carry myself. But also, you know, as as a player as well, you know, I think that one of the hugest strides I took there was changing my body, you know, mm-hmm. just coming in overweight and out of shape and, you know, learning how to push myself. So I think that was one of the main things that Coach Izzo, you know, he stayed on me about pushing me, pushing me. And eventually it came, got to a point where I learned how to push myself and he didn't have to keep on continuing to push me. And, of course, just the way, the way he coaches, you know, he, he's always going to continue to push you no matter what. But, you know, it got to a point where I knew what I needed to do and, you know, I was going to push myself no matter what the situation was. You know, Draymond, I don't know if it's the, the the kids growing up or maybe it's the AAU where there's a lot of games and not a lot of practice, but when I watch kids today, I don't know that the young kids, the high school kids right now, really know, as you said, how to push yourself, what, what pain is, how far you can go, how to push through that and ask more of yourself. I think sometimes they run a little bit, they get a little tired, and they think, well, I've done a pretty good job of pushing myself today when, in fact, you haven't. Was there a point in your college career that you knew you could ask more of yourself, that you knew you could push harder than you ever thought you could? You know, it got to a point where, you know, I think it was the summer going into my junior year where I was I was actually doing some cardio. And, you know, it, it has started to come on me. And, you know, I'm seeing like, oh, you know, I'm being able to do other things while I'm tired. And I was doing cardio and I just kept running and kept running. And I caught a second win, and I was telling Coach Izzo that day, like, Coach, I caught a second win today. I never ran hard enough or enough to the point where I even knew I had a second win. <laughs> and so, you know, I think, you know, that's one of the things. And I actually read a quote about that. You never know how hard or how fast you can go or win your second win or if you got a second win. It's going to come unless you push yourself to that point. And I don't think I had ever pushed myself to that point. And I know it's a lot of other people out there like that who, you know, probably be afraid to admit it. But 
I had never pushed myself to that point, so I didn't even know I had a second win until, you know, for that time period, I kept pushing myself and figuring out, you know, I can go further and I get my brother back without even stopping. And I think a lot of people do make that mistake as well. Um, I know you've been quoted in the past as saying that you've always needed to play with a bit of a chip on your shoulder because you've always been sort of doubted and questioned. You, you know, weren't you weren't fast enough. You weren't you weren't going to have a great sophomore year after your freshman year, stuff like that. What are you manufacturing as the spur for you this time, other than just wanting to make an NBA roster? How are you creating that sort of "I'll show you" sort of mentality that? seem to carry you through Michigan State? Oh, I mean, you know, one thing is, you know, this is a lifetime dream. So at this point, you know, it's just about, you know, continuing to get better and try to, you know, maintain and stay in the NBA and contribute. But, you know, as well, you know, being a second-round pick, you know, when, you know, maybe I felt I should have been the first or I was projected the first-round pick or whatever the case is, you know, that, that lights another fire under me as well. But also, you know, just putting myself in the position to be able to help myself. You know, I think that's one of the most important things for me, you know, family and helping others. So, you know, just putting myself in that position as well. Where will they have you playing in the summer league, Draymond? Will you play some three, some four? Yes, I've definitely been playing both. And, you know, just getting better at both of them and trying to figure out, you know, of course, especially at this level, both of them contain different things and guarding bigger guys, guarding quicker guys. So, I've been playing both, but just trying to get used to both of them. You know, one of the things that I think jumps out at me when I when I watch you, Draymond, and certainly over the last couple of years, is your playmaking ability and your understanding of the the game and your ability to just play basketball when things break down. Has that always been a strength of yours to be able to just kind of see the court and play the game? Well, you know, I think that definitely has been a strength of mine. Of course, a lot of it is God-given, but some of it I have to work on as well. And it comes to watching film, you know, just filling out the game, you know, not over, not rushing, not trying to overdo things. And you know, I think it also comes from, you know, as a kid, my uncle taught me the game. He never just, you know, as an elementary coach, rolled the balls out and told us to go play. He actually taught us the game, and I think that stuck with me, and I was able to have I was blessed to have great coaches, you know, going through middle school, high school, coach A, you coach in high school, and then coach Izzo. They all taught me the game and taught me how to understand things, and I think that helped me out. Where are you guys staying? What casino are you guys staying in? Mandalay Bay. Ooh, good restaurants in Mandalay Bay. You're gonna, you're, yeah. Now, you are going <laughs> you are gonna to take the per diem, right, and actually have some good meals while you're in Mandalay Bay. Well, I'm definitely, you know, trying to eat and, you know, trying to eat healthy. So, of course, you know, I have to spend a little bit over there, but I'm still going as much as possible. <laughs> good man, good man. Hey, Draymond, it was a pleasure getting a chance to talk to you. Uh, have a great summer league, and we'll look forward to chatting with you as the season comes around. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Draymond. <laughs> That's a man who will be, he's on the right track already. He's already saving his per diem. Hey, most guys get there, but are you kidding me? If I would have been a rookie in Vegas Summer League and they gave me per diem, <laughs> get out of town. Now, you'd have eaten at home. and It would have been sportsbook pastrami yeah. sandwich. <laughs> it would have been not even a bottle of water. I would have got a plastic sportsbook cup and went over to the uh, the water machine and filled that up.